focus is uh, those Christians in our world who are persecuted and who suffer uh, for their faith. We've already sung this morning about when the way is marked by suffering. And of course, sometimes we can be a little bit uh, cushioned at this end of the world. So uh, welcome, Richard. And uh, perhaps you could just uh, fill in the picture a bit. What is it like for those who are really uh, challenged and struggling to hold on to their faith? I think of dear Thomas. Um, I love the fact that Thomas is there in all his honesty, um, and yet Jesus just ministered to him. So perhaps you could just tell us a little bit about how it is and how Christians are able to maintain their faith under pressure. Thank you. Um, in short, um, they are able to maintain their faith under tremendous pressure uh, because of the living Christ that's, that's in them. And uh, I often use this passage, Romans 5, uh, just to remind us that for some Christians, um, <clears throat> the decision to follow Jesus is costly indeed. Uh, it may put them on the wrong side of the law, ipso facto, uh, by not registering as a church or by not registering with the correct number or by not registering with the right people. It may lead them to want to still share their faith and as a direct result, sharing their faith even with parents and family on a private basis could mean that for some they will end up um, in a death camp uh, where people are literally worked to death in some countries. Um, <clears throat> it can mean that uh, for Afghanistan Christians, uh, um, with 400 families we're working with at the moment where we've managed to fly them out and 400 families on the bordering countries, that for those who remain to stay uh, in Afghanistan, for example, that under the new Taliban version of Sharia law, if you're an adult male and sane uh, and you've reverted from Islam to Christianity, that will be an automatic death sentence. And for an adult female, that will be life imprisonment. It can mean that for uh, a venerable old person who's been faithful to the state all her life, uh, popping down to uh, <coughs> downtown China and saying, you know, I'd like to collect my pension, please, and being asked the question, are you a Christian? And the answer being yes, that you would be denied your pension. Or if you're attending a church, having the cross pulled down and the Ten Commandments replaced by a poster of Xi Jinping, and the talk that morning being assessed on whether it's in conformity to Chinese state policy. Uh, so tremendous pressure. But I, I use this passage and, and I've been asking myself the question for about a year, what can I learn from Christians? I can learn about the biblical hope that is in their hearts, that being justified by faith, they now have peace with God. They now have access to grace. They now are rejoicing in the hope of the glory of God. And it's that, it's that, uh, it's that personal living, new resurrected life of Jesus in them that sustains them through many and varied circumstances. Thanks, Richard. Um, I think you mentioned you had a, perhaps a story to share. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, this passage goes on to say that um, not just are they only standing, but they're rejoicing in the hope of the glory of God. And 
Not only that, but they're actually rejoicing in suffering. Now, some would think that that's a sort of perverted version of Christianity. Uh, Or is it that some have learned that even in suffering itself, there's an intimacy with God? Let me just share you very quickly a story. I like to read it because I like to get the facts right. And in the magazines uh, and website that we process, our stories are well-sourced and they're well-written. They're not embellished. Here's one of them from 219. A group of 500 Nigerian Muslim background Christians who gathered together for safety after a string of Boko Haram attacks were later attacked again by the Islamist militant group. Most escaped apart from 76 men, women and children who were taken captive according to a Badamus Fund contact. The 76 were taken to a Boko Haram terrorist camp where they were tortured Four male leaders of the group were told at gunpoint to renounce their faith in Christ and revert to Islam. When they refused, holding fast to their saviour, the men were shot in front of their families and friends. The following week, the wives of the four martyred men were also ordered to renounce their faith or their children would be executed. As the mothers struggled under this terrible burden into the night, the children came running in and said, that the Lord Jesus had appeared to them and all would be well. According to the account, the Lord Jesus then appeared to all of the group and told them not to fear, that he would protect them. They should not renounce him, but stay strong, knowing that he is the way, the truth and the life. The next morning, the children, one a girl as young as four, were lined up against the wall by the terrorists and their four mothers were told they could save them if they renounced Jesus Christ and returned to Islam. The mothers refused. The soldiers cocked their rifles and prepared to take aim when they suddenly started to grab at their heads, screaming, shouting, snakes, snakes. Some ran away. Others dropped dead where they stood. As one of the soldiers fell down dead, a Christian captive reached down to pick up the soldier's gun to a to fire at the fleeing Boko Haram militants. But the youngest child put her hand on his arm and said, you don't need to do that. Can you not see the men in white fighting for us? It's a remarkable story, and as I say, it's not embellished. But for every one of those glorious stories of the risen Jesus uh, supporting his people through trial, through pressure, through tribulation, uh, I can tell you 10 or more probably more like 15 or 20 is the ratio of those who will give their lives or end up in jail or um, physically, emotionally, or socially, spiritually suffer. So um, rejoicing in our suffering produces steadfastness, says Paul, produces character. And uh, I'm not a betting man, but I will guess that if I come back in 20 years' time, and ask you, when, what did you mostly learn from your Christian experience? Uh, and did it contain an element of suffering? My, my guess would be the answer would be yes. Your most profound lessons of following Christ, making a commitment to Christ, and being Christ-like will have some element of test or difficulty to it. And that's what I've learned from the uh, suffering church, is that this hope that they have, this biblical hope, carries them through that.
What a um, powerful and hard-won gift that is to us. How how can we, oh, we're the Church of St Barnabas, um, we seek to follow Barnabas the encourager as he gives us that example. How can we express that, uh, sort of getting beyond that sense of um, powerlessness or, you know, it's a long way far away sort of thing. How can we actually express that solidarity within the body of Christ for those who are suffering Thanks. today? Uh, and, and that can be done. And I'm going to say the two most practical things. I'll start with the one that you think is probably the most impractical, and that is to pray. Part of my role is to inform uh, uh, and hopefully sometimes um, encourage people, um, maybe sometimes uh, 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 cause a bit of a spark of interest. <clears throat> but the work of Barnabas essentially across most cultures, across pretty much every continent, is to be informers of what's actually going on. And by that, to inspire people to become those whereby the body of Christ Brothers and sisters in Christ really are our body. We, we really do care as they care for us. And so pray. How, how can you pray? Um, well, you can wait to be inspired, and that's fine. Or you can uh, sign up for our magazine, which is the shop window of real cases and real people uh, re in real time of people that could become almost part of your family, and you'll lose that sense of powerlessness. Honestly, the, the gift of intercession needs to be recovered in the church. Uh, and this is one way of learning about and literally being informed. You, you yourself will be formed as you learn to read about your brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the best thing we publish. It's absolutely free. It's the salient points of every country that we work in that you can pray for and become uh, a part of the body of the Christ. And just to take 10 seconds to say, do you remember when the Apostle Paul, using the analogy of the body, said, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And yet quite often the message that sometimes gets through to our brothers and sisters is, you know, actually you're superfluous to my Christian faith, when in fact, I kind of need them the most. I need to learn from them equally as much as how they can learn from me. Practically pray, practically participate, practically um, is the initiative Food.Gives, which could lead. Food.Gives was, it's been about 18 months in the making. The intention was three containers uh, a month from Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. It had been working very well until COVID hit. But uh, <clears throat> recently uh, in New Zealand, we have a container in Auckland waiting to go. And we thought it would be best as Barnabas often does to try and be flexible and respond to the immediate needs. And of course the immediate need would be our brothers and sisters in Christ in Ukraine. So food.gives and filling a box <clears throat> We'll be going directly to, we have a direct route through. We work with Christians, through Christians, to Christians. And we can get to places that other NGOs can't. And so uh, your love, your participation, your solidarity can be expressed physically by praying, but, but also it can be by literally at this moment in time, as we all pray that the war ends quickly, it may well go on. 
we can actually meet a, a an immediate need, which means that people live rather than die. And I've got um, just a few clips, three of them, in succession to show um, how that's happening in Barnabas uh, right now. But if you would like to, please sign up for the information afterwards. That would be great.